So, Squirrel will say something about it. Yeah, that, sure. he will. He will. Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts. This is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. I am your Squirrel, the host, coming to you from the ARN studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. Good to have you with us. It is definitely hoodie weather here in the Piney Woods. It is 23 degrees outside. And uh, this is not our first frost, but it's the coldest morning we've had in a while. And it just, I'm chilled this morning. (laughs) So, yeah, bear with me. I am all bundled up here in the studios trying to stay warm. And uh, I'll probably have the hoodie on all day long. Um, Luckily, I have a good supply of hoodies. It's something you do when you live in the... uh, Piney Woods of Western Montana. Well, this is Squirrel Chatter, a podcast dedicated primarily to the public reading of Scripture and secondarily to my thoughts on various topics of the day. And we are a proud member of the Christian Podcast Community. You can head on over to christianpodcastcommunity.org. Check out all the great curated podcasts that are over there. You are certain to find something worth listening to, something that will be entertaining, edifying, informative, educational, and many other adverbs as well. So, are those adverbs or adjectives? Those would be adjectives. All right. I'm not an English major. I studied history. So, <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, our scripture reading today is we continue to read through the entire Bible in the Legacy Standard Bible. Our scriptures this morning are Ezekiel 25 through 27, Psalm 85, and John 9. And since it's Thursday, it's Theology Thursday. So we're looking at the 1689 London Baptist Confession, Chapter 8 of Christ the Mediator. And today we're looking at Paragraph 7. And I don't think I mentioned today is Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. All right. Well, without further ado, let us jump right into our prayer of confession from the 1552 Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. And now our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, Read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. 
And now Ezekiel chapter 25. And the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face toward the sons of Ammon and prophesy against them. And say to the sons of Ammon, Hear the word of Lord Yahweh. Thus says Lord Yahweh, Because you said, Aha, against my sanctuary when it was profaned, and against the land of Israel when it was made desolate, and against the house of Judah when they went into exile. Therefore, behold, I am going to give you to the sons of the east for a possession, and they will set their encampments among you and make their dwellings among you. They will eat your fruit and drink your milk. I will make Rabbah a pasture for camels, and the sons of Ammon a resting place for flocks. Thus you will know that I am Yahweh. For thus says Lord Yahweh, Because you have clapped your hands and stamped your feet and were glad with all the scorn of your soul against the land of Israel, therefore behold, I have stretched out my hand against you, and I will give you for plunder to the nations, and I will cut you off from the peoples and make you perish from the lands. I will destroy you. Thus you will know that I am Yahweh. Thus says Lord Yahweh, Because Moab and Seir say, Behold, the house of Judah is like all the nations. Therefore, behold, I am going to open the flank of Moab by its cities, by its cities which are on its frontiers, the glory of the land, Beth Jeshemoth, Baal Maon, and Kiriathaim, and I will give it for a possession along with the sons of Ammon to the sons of the east, so that the sons of Ammon will not be remembered among the nations. Thus I will execute judgment on Moab, and they will know that I am Yahweh. Thus says Lord Yahweh, Because Edom has acted against the house of Judah by taking vengeance, and has incurred grievous guilt, and avenged themselves upon them. Therefore thus says Lord Yahweh, I will, stretch out, I will also stretch out my hand against Edom, and cut off man and beast from it. And I will lay it waste, from Teman even to Dedan, they will fall by the sword. I will lay my vengeance on Edom by the hand of my people Israel. Therefore they will act in Edom according to my anger and according to my wrath. Thus they will know my vengeance, declares Lord Yahweh. Thus says Lord Yahweh, because the Philistines have acted in revenge and have taken vengeance with scorn of soul to bring ruin with everlasting enmity. Therefore, thus says Lord Yahweh, Behold, I will stretch out my hand against the Philistines and cut off the Carathites and cause the remnant of the seacoast to perish. So I will execute great vengeance on them with wrathful reproofs, and they will know that I am Yahweh when I lay my vengeance on them. Chapter 26 now it happened in the eleventh year, on the first of the month, that the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, because Tyre has said concerning Jerusalem, Aha, the gateway of the peoples is broken, it is open to me, I shall be filled, now that she is laid waste. Therefore thus says Lord Yahweh, Behold, I am against you, O Tyre, and I will bring up many nations against you, as the sea brings up its waves. They will make the walls of Tyre a ruin and pull down her towers, and I will scrape her dust from her and make her a bare rock. She will be a place for the spreading of nets in the midst of the sea, for I have spoken, declares Lord Yahweh, and she will become plunder for the nations. Also her daughters who are on the mainland will be killed by the sword, and they will know that I am Yahweh. 
For thus says Lord Yahweh, Behold, I will bring upon Tyre from the north Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, king of kings, with horses, chariots, horsemen, and an assembly, a great number, number of people. He will kill your daughters on the mainland with the sword, and he will make siege walls against you, cast up a ramp against you, and raise up a large shield against you. The blow of his battering rams he will direct against your walls, and with his swords he will tear down your towers. Because of the abundance of his horses, the fine dust raised by them will cover you. Your walls will shake with the noise of horsemen and wagons and chariots when he enters your gates as men enter a city that is breached. With the hooves of his horses, he will trample all your streets. He will kill your people with the sword, and your strong pillars will come down to the ground. Also, they will make a spoil for your wealth and a plunder for your merchandise and pull down your walls and tear down your desirable houses and throw your stones and your timbers and your debris into the water. So I will cause the tumult of your songs to cease and the sound of your harps will be heard no more. I will make you a bare rock. You will be a place for the spreading of nets. You will be built no more, for I, Yahweh, have spoken declares the Lord Yahweh. Thus says Lord Yahweh to Tyre, Shall not the coastland shake at the sound of your downfall when the wounded groan, when the killing occurs in your midst? Then all the princes of the sea will go down from their thrones, remove their robes, and strip off their embroidered garments. They will clothe themselves with the trembling. They will sit on the ground, tremble every moment, and be appalled at you. They will take up a lamentation over you and say to you, How you have perished, O inhabited one, from the seas, O city that was praised, which was strong on the sea, she and her inhabitants who imposed her terror on all her inhabitants. Now the coastlands will tremble on the day of your downfall. Yes, the coastlands which are by the sea will be dismayed at your departure. For thus says Lord Yahweh, When I make you a city laid waste, like the cities which are not inhabited. When I bring up the deep over you and the great waters cover you, then I will bring you down with those who go down to the pit, to the people of old, and I will make you inhabit the lower parts of the earth, like ancient waste places, with those who go down to the pit, so that you will not be inhabited, but I will set glory in the land of the living. I will bring terrors on you, and you will be no more, though you will be sought you will never be found again, declares Lord Yahweh. Moreover, chapter 27, Moreover, the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Now as for you, son of man, take up a lamentation over Tyre, and say to Tyre, who inhabits the entrance by the sea, a trader of peoples to many coastlands. Thus says Lord Yahweh, O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. Your borders are in the heart of the seas, your builders have perfected your beauty. They have made all your planks of fir trees from Sinar. They have taken a cedar from Lebanon and made a mast for you. Of oaks from Bashan they have made your oars. With ivory they have laid your decks of boxwood from the coastlands of Cyprus. Your sail was a fine embroidered linen from Egypt, so that it became your standard. Your awning was blue and purple from the coastlands of Elisha. The inhabitants of Sidon and Arvad were your rowers. Your wise men, O Tyre, were abroad. 
They were your pilots. The elders of Gebal and her wise men were with you, repairing your seams. All the ships of the sea and their sailors were with you in order to deal in your merchandise. Persia and Lud and Put were in your military force, your men of war. They hung shield and helmet in you. They set forth your majesty. The sons of Arvid and your military force were on your walls all around, and the Gamadim were in your towers. They hung their small shields on your walls all around. They perfected your beauty. Tarshish was your customer because of the abundance of all kinds of wealth. With silver, iron, tin, and lead, they paid for your wares. Javan, Tubal, and Meshach, they were your traders. With the lives of men and vessels of bronze, they paid for your merchandise. Those from Beth Targama gave horses and war horses and mules for your wares. The sons of Dedan were your traders. Many coastlands were customers at your hand, ivory tusks and ebony they brought as payment. Aram was your customer because of the abundance of your goods. They paid for your wares with emeralds, purple, embroidered work, fine linen, coral, and rubies. Jubal in the land of Israel, they were your traders with the wheat of minneth, cakes, honey, oil, and balm they paid for your merchandise. Damascus was your customer because of the abundance of your goods because of the abundance of all kinds of wealth, because of the wine of Helbon and white wool. Also Vidan and Javan paid for your wares from Uzal, wrought iron, cassia, and sweet cane were among your merchandise. Dedan traded with you in saddlecloths for riding. Arabia and all the princes of Kedar, they were customers at your hands for lambs, rams, and goats. For these they were your customers. The traders of Sheba and Ra'ama, they traded with you. They paid for your wares with the best of all kinds of spices and with all kinds of precious stones and gold. Haran, Cana, Eden, and the traders of Sheba, Asher, and Kilmad traded with you. They traded with you in choice garments, in clothes of blue and embroidered work, and in carpets of many colors and tightly wound cords, which, they, which were among your merchandise. The ships of Tarshish were the carriers for your merchandise, and you were filled and were very glorious in the heart of the seas. Your rowers have brought you into great waters. The east wind has broken you in the heart of the seas. Your wealth, your wares, your merchandise, your sailors and your pilots, your repairers of seams, your dealers in merchandise, and all your men of war who are in you, with all your assembly that is in your midst, will fall into the heart of the sea on the day of your downfall. At the sound of the cry of your pilots, the pasture lands will shake. All who handle the oar, the sailors, and all the pilots of the sea will come down from their ships. They will stand on the land, and they will make their voice heard over you, and will cry bitterly. They will cast dust on their heads. They will wallow in ashes. Also, they will make themselves bald for you and gird themselves with sackcloth, and they will weep for you in bitterness of soul with bitter mourning. Moreover, in their wailing, they will take up a lamentation for you, a lamentation for you. Who is like Tyre, like her who is silent in the midst of the sea? When your wares went out from the seas, you satisfied a great number of peoples. 
With the greatness of your wealth and your merchandise, you enrich the kings of the earth. Now that you are broken by the seas in the depths of the waters, your merchandise and all your assembly have fallen in the midst of you. All the inhabitants of the coastland are appalled at you, and their kings are horribly horrified. They are troubled in countenance. The merchants among the peoples hiss at you. You have become terrified, and you will cease to be forever. And now Psalm 85. For the choir director of the sons of Korah, a psalm. O Yahweh, you showed favor to your land. You returned the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin, Selah. You withdrew all your fury. You turned back from your burning anger. Turn us back, O God of our salvation, and cause your vexation toward us to cease. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger from generation to generation? Will you not yourself return to revive us, that your people may be glad in you? Show us, O Yahweh, your loving kindness, and give us your salvation. Let me hear what the God, Yahweh, will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his holy ones. But let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that glory may dwell on our land. Loving kindness and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth springs up from the earth, and righteousness looks down from heaven. Indeed, Yahweh will give what is good, and our land will yield its produce. Righteousness will go before him, and will establish the way of his steps. Now John chapter 9. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. But this was so that the works of God might be manifested in him. We must work the works of him who sent me as long as it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground, made clay of the saliva, and rubbed the clay on his eyes. And he said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated scent. So he went away and washed and came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously saw him as a beggar were saying, Is not this the one who used to sit and beg? Others were saying, This is he. Still others were saying, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the one. So they were saying to him, How then were your eyes opened? He answered, The man who is called Jesus made clay and rubbed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So when I went away and washed, I received sight. And they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who was formerly blind. Now it was a Sabbath on the day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees also were asking him again how he received his sight. And he said to them, He applied clay to my eyes, and I washed, and I see. So then some of the Pharisees were saying, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others were saying, How can a sinful man do such signs? And there was division among them. Therefore they said to the blind man again, What do you say about him since he opened your eyes? And he said, He is a prophet. 
Then the Jews did not believe it of him that he was blind and had received his sight, until they called the parents of the very one who had received his sight, and questioned them, saying, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? Then how does he now see? So his parents answered and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone confessed him to be the Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. Therefore, a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. And they answered, and he then answered, Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. So they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to listen again? Do you want to become his disciples too? And they reviled him and said, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he is from. The man answered and said to them, Well, here is a marvelous thing, that you do not know where he is from, and he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is God-fearing and does his will, he listens to him. Since the beginning of time, it has never been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered and said to him, You were born entirely in sins, and you are teaching us? So they put him out. Jesus heard that they had put him out, and after finding him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and he is the one who is talking to you. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and said to him, Are we blind too? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now that you say, We see, your sin remains. This is the word of the Lord. Now the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now the collect for grace. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance, to do always that is righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. Well, it is Thursday. It's Theology Thursday. 
we are continuing to work our way through the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith. And today we are looking at chapter 8 of Christ the Mediator, and we are in paragraph 7. Paragraph 7 reads, Christ, in the work of mediation, acts according to both natures, by each nature doing that which is proper to itself. Yet by reason of the unity of the person, that which is proper to one nature is sometimes in Scripture attributed to the person denominated by the other nature. Okay, we learn in paragraph 6 that Jesus has two natures, a divine nature and a human nature, perfectly united in united yet distinct in the one person of Jesus Christ. He is God and man perfectly simultaneously. The natures are distinct yet unified in the one person. And so this paragraph is saying that in the work of mediation, he acts according to both natures. He had to be a man to be the perfect sacrifice for man. He has to be a man to be the perfect priest to represent man before God. He had to be God in order to be the perfect atoning sacrifice. And he has to be God in order to be the prophet to perfectly represent God to man. So he has both natures united in the one person. And he says, so in the work of mediation, he acts according to both natures. He does things that are human. He does things which are divine. Both are needed for the atonement. And each nature does what's proper to itself. So the human things are done by the human nature. The divine things are done by the divine nature. Yet, by reason of the unity of the person, that which is proper to one nature is sometimes in Scripture attributed to the person denominated by the other nature. What is this meaning? It will say that God did something human, and it will say that the human did something divine. Scripture doesn't always make the distinction. Here's an example, John 3.13. And no one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven. Now that's divine. He's speaking about his time pre-incarnate in heaven. And he says, no one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. The Son of Man was Jesus' favorite title for himself, and it refers to his humanity. So here he is using a title that refers to his humanity, talking about events that were divine. So you can see it's because of the unity of the person, you can say that the Son of Man has descended from heaven. So it's also speaking of the incarnation, that the, the, the God became man in the person of Christ. Then we see the opposite, where something human is attributed to the divine in Acts 20, 28. There we read, Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock, among whom 
the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Blood is part of the human nature. Yet the shedding of God's blood is God in the, in the person of Jesus Christ. He purchased the church with his blood. So we have here the divine person being attributed to a human act, the shedding of blood. Now, these, these are fairly simple things, but it's important to understand when we deal with the person of Christ that he has these two perfect natures that are perfectly unified in the one person of Jesus Christ so that he is truly God and at the same time he is truly man in this unique unity of natures and that as he acts in his work of, of mediation, of atonement, of all of that. And it, it, he does that using both natures, not interchangeably, but as appropriate. So in his humanity, he is human. In his divinity, he is divine. And he is both simultaneously. And he had to be in order to be our mediator and our savior. So give him praise and glory and honor and stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. All right, folks, that's Squirrel Chatter for Thursday. Have a great day. Remember to do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. And whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. We'll see you again here tomorrow another episode of Squirrel Chatter. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster.